0: Hey, welcome to City and a Hill. My name is James Drainars, and today we start our interview series where I chat with people that I meet out in the open. This has been a fun way to meet people here in Farmington Hills, and I look forward to talking to people all over Detroit. Keep in mind that this is recorded in the summer of 2020, so I'm wearing a face mask and when I meet people, and that's why the audio is a bit muffled. The thought with these episodes is not just to listen to a conversation, but to explore some insight or questions into God, which is sparked by these people's real views and experiences. Today, we'll meet Michael. I've been thinking about our conversation uh, for a few weeks now because of how the coronavirus caused him to come to terms with his own mortality. So that brought up what I thought was a great question for today's episode. What is eternal life? So without further ado, here's Michael.
1: You know, I'm just asking a, a couple of things going with our current like world situation right now. You know, firstly, the pandemic. But then I'd love to ask you your perspective on the racial things that are happening as well. Right.
0: Ooh, that hesitation. Wrong question?
1: Yes, yeah, if you have time. My first question then is, how has this affected you? The pandemic, COVID, has it messed up your work, your family? What's going on? So basically for me, it
2: has messed up my work. So yeah. I used to be in a restaurant industry. Got it. So basically, there goes know, that is like that was that complete <laughs> hole and i wasn't able to get unemployment yeah so therefore because of that oh wow it was kind of like a kind of a hard like yeah. two months for me yeah, yeah, for yeah. the first part because there was no safety now or anything oh, like man. that oh, man.
0: so at this point we'll skip ahead a little bit luckily he was able to be reemployed. you know he was working he had the the shirt on with the logo of the local grocery store on uh and he was on his lunch break so he was able to find something uh but but that really did mess up his life for a few months so now we'll skip ahead to the next question that i asked him
1: you know next question i wanted to ask is with all the, the kind of hardship we're going through individually and as a community I want to know if anything good is coming out of this. Like, has, has this forced you to do anything new that you want to continue once things go back to normal, either in your relationships, your family, your personal habits? Is
2: there anything new? It actually has. Like, one thing that's like that's been really new is, you know, when this first started happening, yeah. it was the fear of like getting the virus. Yes. And if I do get it, am mm-hmm. I going to be that percentage that like really going really to right? <laughs> critical yeah. and die? Yes. And so, you know, I. You know, we think about death all the time, but yeah. you know, when there's like something new that comes about yeah. that can like that we just don't know, yeah, it scares us even more. Yeah. Behind us and try to make us more aware of that yeah. almost. Mm-hmm. And so right now I have just been, you know, more thankful for my parents, my friends and this yeah. is, like time is so limited. Yeah and anything can happen yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. can just disrupt your life mm-hmm. and completely put it upside down. Yeah. And so now I've just been exploring my hobbies even more yes. now. And just yeah. Wanted to be more me. Yeah. So, yeah. That's great. There is some good, you know. Also, yeah. I feel like, you know, I've been more nicer to people, you know. Yes. I've been trying to be, like, less angry, less, yeah. you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Quick to temper. And yeah. I also have seen that with other people. Yeah. So, you know, there is some good coming out of this. But yeah. at the same time, it shouldn't have to take all of this. I know. For us to be better people. Just <laughs> to
1: be a little nicer in the grocery yeah. store, right? <laughs> so, you know. Well, that's good. I hope those things can, you know, we can all adopt. And even what I want to do with the podcast is just see are there trends, you know, common right. like, things, and can we talk about that and even encourage ways for that to become more lasting? You know? Right. Yeah. You mentioned some hobbies. Do you mind sharing? Yeah. What do you yeah, into? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So right now, you know, I've gotten into barreling because cool. I love coffee. No,
1: I got into coffee too. Sorry. Oh it, yeah, yeah. 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 So I like, like butter nice grinder. I was like, you know what? And... <laughs> I'm finally gonna like
2: try to get into coffee since yeah. I love it. Yeah, I see yeah, if I yeah, can yeah. Make it and try yeah. to see if I can make my own thing.
1: Cool. Because cool. you know, one day,
2: I, you know, I Because you can't dream.
1: get it every day now. Yeah. It <laughs> so you know, like this is
2: like a corny dream of mine. Yeah. When I try and enter a barista con- yeah. You know, competition, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Just see if I can do it, you know? Yeah, you know, like, I started getting to some pretty nerdy coffee stuff on YouTube. Right. I don't know if you ever find it. Why, I watched a guy named James Hoffman. I yeah, recommend yeah. Are you <laughs> watching him? Oh my gosh. I wasn't even that into coffee, but his material is so, so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's really yeah, cool. So like, yeah, so like the whole coffee
2: thing, and I've just been reading like way more books, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, that's great. What so, are you reading? Uh, right now I've been reading um, American Gods by Neil okay. Graham, I think. Okay, okay. And those are really good. I find cool. those like really fascinating about like, yeah. how America this this one country built up upon yeah. a bunch of different beliefs. So interesting. It's yeah, really yeah, a yeah. good book.
1: Very cool, very cool. Well, I appreciate your time. I have one last question. Um, you know, I'm also wondering if there's, as there's new things that this is forcing us to think about. I'm wondering how has this changed people's perspectives on spirituality or God? You know, you mentioned mm-hmm. fear. Did that cause you or your family to, like, revisit certain ideas? Mm-hmm. Or do you already have a, a spirituality that you're solid in that that causes right. you to go deeper with that? Like, what, what what was your experience with that? With me, it was kind of in
2: terms of, like, you know... I grew up Christian in a yeah. Christian household mm-hmm. but as I've been getting older I kind of went away from that sure. and figured you know for me it's like when it comes to God yeah it goes beyond your race yeah your religious belief yeah yeah because to me a true God it goes beyond all of that yeah it's just a God that just wants you to experience life yeah. and live
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I
2: feel like the way it's got me through this is you know I'm gonna die one day I have to come yeah. to terms with that and
1: mm-hmm.
2: it just helps me find peace with that you know yeah. When I die, I'm yeah. just gonna you know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: whether there is something or not,
1: yeah. it's just yeah, gonna be yeah, a, yeah.
2: it's just gonna be asleep.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know. Yeah.
2: It really made me like, you know, this whole thing has made me more aware yeah. of my morality even more. Yeah. It has made me really come to terms with like, yeah, I'm gonna die one day, yeah. that's okay. Mm-hmm. And just be happy, yeah. know, to live your life yeah. But you mm-hmm. can until mm-hmm. that day comes. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's what it has done for me. So
1: you really had to think about your own mortality and how you want to live because of that. Yeah. Well, that's really valuable. That's really valuable. And, you know, I'm a Christian as well. And, uh, you know, I think I really value this aspect of my life and others' lives. And I think I've experienced, like, wow, this is really even more God wants us to live life with Him. Right. You know, like, He didn't, Jesus didn't die on the cross and forgive you and me of our sins when we accept that. Just so that we can go do our own thing. Actually, right. he created this universe for him, for Adam to walk with God in the garden. You know that story. That God would come down yeah. and walk with Adam and Eve in the garden. He wanted to live life with them. And when we live life far away from God, we're really just going against our DNA, our spiritual DNA. Right. Oh, why are we here? Why did God create us? Right. Like, I didn't create me. I didn't ask to be in this world, right? Right. (laughs) Did did you? (laughs) (laughs) No, but God made us with a purpose, and when we can kind of reconnect with He wants to be us to, like you said, live life. Mm -hmm. But He wants us to live life with Him. Right. And that's something Jesus paved the way that we can have that reality. You know, he, He helps us with our negatives and our our problems in this life. But I would say even so that we can know Him beyond. You know. Right. But that's what's really cool about what the Bible talks about eternal life. I don't know if you've ever heard of a Bible verse called John 3.16. Not that one. not uh, that one. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Okay. I don't know if you've heard it. It's like people put it on like uh, billboards and like I football games <laughs> and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> well, but the Bible talks about eternal life. Okay. There's this concept of living forever, right? Mm-hmm. But it's actually about living now forever.
0: Wow. Yeah, see, eternal life is for today, not for tomorrow. That's actually the whole point. And to see why that is and what is needed, uh, we need to study a bit about what the Bible says eternal life is. When we think of how the Bible uses the word life, we should recognize that different creatures in creation have their level of life. The beasts of the field have one kind of life, a mankind another. Though I can love my two dogs, it is still somewhat silly to compare it to the quality of relationship and communication I have with my wife and my baby son. We have different levels of life. Similarly, God has his own level of life, the divine life, which is called eternal life in the Bible. Now I can come down to a dog's level to play with them, but I cannot bring the dog up to the human level to have a relationship that fully satisfies all the potential of human interaction. Similarly, we cannot really know God or relate to God on our own steam. When God created mankind, he gave them the breath of life so that they had their own life, but he did not give them eternal life, his life. That is why when they sinned and fell, he placed a cherubim, a big giant angel type thing, and a flaming sword to guard the way to the tree of life, lest they eat of it and live forever, a.k.a. have eternal life. So once they had sin, he didn't want them to eat of the tree of life to have eternal life. So that brings us to the question, what really is eternal life, according to the Bible? Well, uh, the first part of our definition would be: it is God's life, the divine spark. What is the life of God? John three sixteen tells us that whoever believes in Jesus has eternal life. John five twenty six says this: for as the Father has life in Himself, so He has granted the Son also to have life in Himself. So the Father has life in himself. That means the Father is uh, self-existing, ever-existing. He doesn't need anybody to give him life or energy or existence. He has life in himself. And just as the Father has life in himself and in and of himself, he has granted the Son, Jesus, also to have life, uh, this same life, in himself. The next part of our definition is that having eternal life means to know God, to know God. Just as a dog would need to be kind of raised up to the man level, to, to know man, God desires to elevate mankind so that we can really receive all that is in his heart. This doesn't make us gods, but allows us to enter into the divine mystery of the relationship the Father, the Son, and the Spirit have together. Look at this Bible verse that t- says what I'm saying. This is John 17:3, and Jesus is saying these words. And this is eternal life, that they know you the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Yeah, this is Jesus defining eternal life. And he defines it as this, that they know you, that we know God, really know God and really know Jesus. It's not just to feel good about God, to know know some things about God, to have some understandings about God, but to have a, a clarity and a spiritual awakening that we know God where the Bible says that, quote, no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, end quote. Now, when we receive salvation in Jesus, we actually begin to know the Father and the Son. This is huge. Now, it leads me to ask you, the listener, a question. Do you know God in this way? Let's take this another step. Just as we saw that the tree of life in the beginning of the Bible... Uh, was there its roots actually extend through the entire book to the last chapters in revelation 22 we see the tree of life is at the center of the city of god telling us that this life connection and life food uh, was the center of our purpose from the very beginning the bible is bookended by the tree of life but it's not just about food food helps us grow And the tree of life develops us from our garden home in Eden to this huge, beautiful, vibrant city at the end of the Bible. When life has its way, we grow into the city of God. How we experience this is found in Romans 6, 4. When we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. This verse says that in salvation, when we are baptized, we are raised with Christ so that we might walk in newness of life. This new life is not just a mental knowing of God, but a new walk and living that we learn to walk in. This is how uh, eternal life is for today. This is how we live forever now. We walk in this newness of life today when we begin to respond to the senses of life on the inside Jesus said, I am the bread of life, and my sheep know my voice. So people who are born again and have eternal life get spiritually hungry and learn to turn to Jesus for their spiritual food. We do this by reading the Bible, by praying and singing to him. We also do this by obedience in our living. My sheep know my voice. And when we respond to that voice, either to stop doing something selfish or to show love to people around us, we grow in life and know God more. So the real spiritual Christian life is a life of responding to Christ on the inside so that our actions come from within. This is walking by newness of life from the inside out. Just kind of a personal example. Recently, my wife and I got into an argument because we were not on the same page about how we were going to share watching our son that morning so that we could both get some work done. Once it was clear that we were in argument mode and that this wouldn't resolve quickly, I went off into our room to steam, to think, and to do some other chores. My insides were full of justifying, yes, I know what we had talked about in advance, yes, I know what broke down in our communication, yes, I know what's right, blah, 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 blah. This is me having my one-sided victory lap conversation. But on the inside, something was different. It wasn't necessarily the familiar, you're wrong, go apologize, but more of a, you know you need to be gracious with your wife. You are both too busy to communicate slowly all the time, and now you just need to love her and not fight for what is right in your own eyes. That was different. I found not just grace for my wife, but grace for myself to let down my defensiveness, be humble, and recognize that my wife and I both want what's best for each other. I don't know what inner transactions she had with the Lord during that time, but instead of things taking a few hours to return to peacefulness, as they often do, we were able to move forward and take turns balancing all our priorities. I feel in that experience, there was a life response in my insights with the Lord. It wasn't the solution I wanted in my heated frustration, but it was much more loving and tasted like Jesus. My walk took a newness of life in its step, And it was the kind of life I want to find with God all the time. So for me, that's an example of responding to something of life on the inside and and even just experiencing change in my actions and behaviors. Something in what I did and how I treated my wife was different. And it wasn't the me that I'm used to, and it wasn't even that I had a rational conversation with myself. But when I turned to the Lord on the inside, I knew there was something different. And I tried to obey his voice, and I was just really surprised by the outcome. This is a little picture of of life being our food and our way and knowing the Lord on the inside. And when we obey this, we turn to him, uh, we find strength to do things his way. And this is how we grow. So that is some of what the Bible says about eternal life. It is God's very life spark. We receive it through Jesus and having this eternal life means that we know God and Jesus whom he has sent. This life moves in us, and when we respond to it, we grow. It changes us, transforms us, and eventually makes us the city of God. This is our best life. We were meant to live, and it is available to all who will receive it. Now, we're going to return to my conversation with Michael, and I'll see you on the other side.
1: Yeah, yeah, So it's a quality of life, not a time time zone. Because some people have like an idea that, okay, the, the Christian thought is then I die, and then I'll go to heaven and live a lot longer right? that's the time level but what that verse is saying and what Jesus wants is for you to have eternal life today it's not something you're waiting for until you die then to All experience right. actually you can have a higher life an eternal life today that's this life walking with God that I was talking about oh. it's the life you were designed for when, uh, when Adam fell in the garden he sinned he rejected this life walking with God <laughs> Jesus came to forgive you of your sins but he didn't create you so right. that your sins can be forgiven. That's like a bad plan. Right? right? Like I'm going to design this system so that it fails. Right. <laughs> no, it's a plan B to bring us back to our plan A in God. Uh,
0: that came out a little funny. Uh, if you're on Heresy Patrol today, please, please don't give me a citation. Uh, but come back for episode 2 where I'll actually address those specific ideas and explain more what I mean and adjust what I just said.
1: That's what eternal life is in the Bible. When I believe in Jesus Christ accept my sins being forgiven I can be filled with God today right. and live eternal life in the quality level right now live the best life I was meant to be live with God I don't have to be slaves to my sins slaves to the the thoughts of the world that are evil right you can have a life with God today what do you think about that
2: you know, to be honest it's like it's a really nice thing, you know? Yeah. I think it's, like, a great experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Like everyone's like, at least give it a try, you know? To yeah. see if, you know, that's something you can really yeah. get and have. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you never know how something like that will work for you. Yeah, until yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you give it a shot.
1: I totally agree. So, you know, yeah, I think yeah. like
2: people, I think, you know, people get into contact with the wrong people that just are yeah.
1: so pushy about
2: it. I agree. And yeah, it yeah, just yeah. turns them off. Can I work, can I do
1: you know, it's not up. I'm okay. starting. you nice. interview number five. Okay. So, I'm going to...
0: <laughs> yep, it's not up yet, but I'm still going to talk to you about it. That was in the in the first week of going out and talking to people, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. Well, as we wrap up, I had one last question for Michael, and I'd like to end with his response.
1: How do you think
2: God wants to grow in your life today? Today, I think He just wants me to grow up by like just. Taking every moment in. Yeah. You know, even if it's something simple or yeah. something that people see as mundane. Yeah. Take it in. You know, yeah. if it's just the wind breeze, take mm-hmm. it in. Yeah. Ta- I feel like take every moment in like yeah. it's your last. Yeah. And appreciate it, no mm-hmm. matter how big nor small. Yeah. And just try your best to be courteous to everything human yeah. being you come across. yeah Because your one little act of a good morning or yeah. how you doing can just change that person whole entire mood. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like for me, he wants me to grow. Just by being a better person, taking in every moment, Mm -hmm. and just trying to be a nicer, better person than I was the day before.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's a great thing. Living so that we are a better person than we were the day before. And that's why God has given us his eternal life. When we receive in Jesus the forgiveness of our sins, we receive eternal life and have an ally on the inside. Moving inside of us, living in us, and growing in us, so that what we live out is no longer our selfish, fallen self but the love and character of Jesus Christ. Well, thank you, Michael. Thanks for sharing. I've really enjoyed meeting you and thinking about what you said for the past few weeks. And thank you all for listening. I'm glad we can join in this conversation together. What about you? Do you have a story to share? Did you have anything new come into your life because of the pandemic that you're happy about? Or have you had any changes in your views of spirituality? Leave it in the comments below and maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Well, this is City in a Hill. Share, comment, and subscribe below and you'll get notified about our next episode, which will be beginning a different series on tough questions. The first question will be, was sin part of the plan? Well, that's it for today. Special thanks to Julian Taylor and Eric Howe for the music in the episode. And I'll talk to you guys next time.